Stories, stories, stories. You talk about them constantly, Robert. Yes. Yes, I do. I had an experience the other day where I know it made a difference. I was talking to my dad and my dad is he's a debater. He's a philosophizer or philosopher or whatever you want, whatever the word is. <laughs> we were talking about something pretty heavy and he was sharing a frustration and we were going back and forth. But then I decided partway through the conversation to share a story just to make my point. And as I shared the story, I could hear his mind reflecting. It was loud. If you know my dad, silence can be loud. It was loud and I could hear it. And when I finished the story and made my point, there was a moment or two of silence where I could still hear him reflecting on it. I knew at that point that we had connected and I knew that the story made a difference in our conversation. Have you ever had that moment, the one where you just knew that you had connected? Today, we're going to talk about it. We're talking about leadership communication, public speaking, storytelling motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. Get rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. Hey, y'all, E68, episode 68, we made it, never would have made it, (laughs) made it to this episode, and I'm super excited about it, so excited that we're just going to jump in, just like we did last time, but before we do, I just want to let you know that I miss you, and I want to hear from you. Shoot me a message by going to www.robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Head on over there and share a message. I'll play it on the show. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you're thinking. I want to hear what you're feeling. Let me know. Shoot me a voicemail, robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Today's guest is a champ. A world champ. He's the 2019, let me say that again. He's the 2019 Toastmasters world champion of public speaking, beating out more than 20,000 other contestants for the coveted title. I wanted to talk to him, not just about the championship, but how he began to connect with his audience. Let's have a conversation with 2019 world champion public speaker, Aaron Beverly. So how is it to be recognized as a world champion public speaker, man? Well, it's definitely a interesting situation for me because I am definitely an introvert at heart. So the fact that so many people know me and I don't necessarily know them, it can be a bit overwhelming when people just want to reach out to you. They want to talk with you. And even if it's done in a virtual setting, like emails or even webcam sessions, yeah. it can still be draining. And it's really interesting. But yeah. I'm not completely foreign to people knowing who I am. I did place second in the world back in 2016. Yep. So it's something that I became a little bit familiar with. But the difference between 2016 and 2019 is just that the sheer volume of people who now know me is wow. 
insane. Wow. So as an introvert, man, what drives you to even put yourself in a position where you're going to, where you can possibly win, you can possibly gain some notoriety and people are just wanting a piece of you, man. Why would you put yourself in that position? Well, honestly, it started just from the need to get better at public speaking. Mm -hmm. Even though you may be an introvert or an extrovert or however you see yourself, public speaking is still a critical skill that can advance your career. I graduated college during the Great Recession, so around that 2008-2009 time, and I graduated during a time where there were no job prospects. So I needed to find a way to get a leg up on other people who were looking for the same work that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Toastmasters and public speaking were the ways that I found to do that. Right. Now, once I found out about the International Speech Contest, that's when I started to realize that, okay, I'm actually pretty skilled at this. And it's also where I realized that being an introvert or an extrovert actually doesn't have anything to do with your ability Mm. to speak in public. It's just a matter of how much energy you're losing from social interactions, which I can talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But that really became my, the need to compete yeah. And the need to get to the next round, that's where my competitiveness started to come forth. And I just really wanted to win. And then I saw the progress that I was making as a speaker. So mm-hmm. I wanted to keep getting better. So I used the contest as a way to get better. So that's what led me to just go year after year after year and get better result after better result after better result. Yeah. So I was looking through your website and we'll talk a little bit about the website later on so you can share with people they so they can know where to get in touch with you, where to connect with you. But on the website, one of the words that you use to describe yourself is storyteller. Yeah. Right. And I, and I hear people talking about themselves as storytellers. What distinguishes a storyteller from someone who's not a storyteller? I mean, is, is that something everybody can do or are there specific qualities? Yeah. Well, personally, I believe like with most things, there are people who are just naturally more talented at certain activities. Mm-hmm. It's just how uh, LeBron James is so talented at basketball talent that I would never know no matter how much I practiced. Yeah. But I believe storytelling is a skill that everybody can learn. So with storytelling, I believe that storytelling is different from a speech in just the way it's messaged with a story. Your message is going to be more internal. So it's not going to be, as explicit as it would be in a speech where you're given a speech, you're giving an explicit message. So you're telling your audience, this is what you need to do in most of those cases. Mm -hmm. But with the story, it's more implicit. So the message is more implied. You allow people to think more about what the message is. So that's what I believe is the pure difference between a story and a speech. Now, when it comes to speaking, however, and giving a speech, you can include stories to enhance your speech, but that's not necessarily going to make your speech just a story. So the key here is for you to know what the message is. And if it's something where you can just give for enjoyment and you think that the message is going to be more implied, you want people to just think about what you are saying, then that's more storytelling. 
where a speech, if you have an explicit action that you need your audience to take, that is more on the lines of a speech. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Have you ever wondered why some people are able to be remembered so easily? Have you ever thought about why they are associated with certain experiences? Well, it's because they repeat those experiences regularly. They have what is called a signature story. And guess what? You have one too. You might not know how to find it or tell it yet, but you have one. Here's what I want you to do. Sign up for my free five-day email course and learn how to discover your signature story so that you can tell it, create impact, improve your influence, and even enhance your brand. Sign up for the five-day signature story email course. Check the show notes for the link. And now, back to the show. So you've taken on the title or the mantle of storyteller because are you're you're looking to that's 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 how you want to show up for people every day as opposed to just an information teller or a speech exactly. giver exactly exactly okay. excellent excellent so let's i, I want to take you on a little bit of a different spin or i kind of let's let's segue from there just a little bit because you you're on the stage You've competed and you've gone from stage to stage and you hear all of these different speakers and maybe we'll call some of them storytellers. All of these people are telling stories. All of these people are giving speeches, but you've got to do something that not just mechanically delivers excellence, but that resonates with your judges and with your audience. How does someone like you, how do you find a story? that you know is going to really have that effect? It honestly starts with what you personally believe as a person who lives in this world. Mm -hmm. So in my speech that I gave in 2019, I was just looking at the state of the world and of the United States. I was just seeing how divisive everything was. And I really wanted to focus on a message that would be around unity and having people come together. Right. That's what I really believed. That's really where it starts. The best speeches that we have known from history are all around what people believed in. So they are all based around a passion of the speaker. You look at Martin Luther King, you look at Gandhi, all of the great speakers of our times, and they all stemmed from a great internal passion of what they truly believed in, what was right versus what was wrong. So that's really where the key, the key is. And that's where it starts. Yeah. So now you've won the world championship of public speaking. You are working and you are training and you're speaking to organizations and and you're using stories to to really make your point a lot of times organizations shy away especially internally from storytelling because they kind of believe it's this once upon a time thing how do you how do you connect with professional organizations in terms of storytelling yeah well i believe that misconception comes from us just believing that 
stories are just what we do with our children. We read them a bedtime story and we mm-hmm. talk about those once upon a time fairy tales. But there are different types of storytelling. Yeah. So we go to the movies and we are actually seeing a story that was put together by a different type of storyteller. When we watch TV, we're seeing, again, a story. Obviously, when we read a book like a novel, we're obviously reading a story in that format as well. But with a corporate story, we usually already have a lot of the elements implied and people don't really realize that it's a story. So, for instance, the way that I view a corporate story is that most of them are around an issue that's happening. Mm-hmm. So what is the issue? What's going to be the resolution? What is going to be the result if we don't do it? What is going to be the result if we do do it? So that's usually where the story is. Mm-hmm. The character is already implied because the character is the company or whatever team that you're currently a part of. So the character is already implied. So you don't necessarily need to establish the character, but it is already there. Right. And then the story is the issue that's at hand that comes along with the hero who what who's the hero that needs to be included to get us from point A to point B. And then what is, again, that resolution going to be? So all of that is a story mm-hmm. and is done in a corporate format. It's just a matter of how you approach it with your right. with your mindset. So how do I make that stick or resonate, though, especially when we're talking about the resistance that some corporations or businesses have to storytelling as they understand it? How do I make a story stick? So it really comes into the what's in it for me factor, Mm. especially in a corporate setting. In a corporate setting, it is all about what's in it for me or what's in it for the company. Right. So how can we resolve a certain issue that we have? So that's what's in it for us, whether that is going to save us money, whether it's just going to overall get rid of the issue and we don't have a legal problem. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the what's in it for me. So that will be the that's going to make people care. Right. And that'll make it stick. Awesome. So. We're obviously in in a time right now where a lot of us are at home. There's quarantine. There's a lot of different things that are happening. And so we've had to change the venue for our stories. We've had to change the delivery mechanism. Is there anything that I need to be doing differently now? What do I need to be doing differently now in order to connect and resonate in a virtual setting? Yeah. Well, when it comes to a virtual setting, there are definitely going to be differences to how you would present if you were in person. Mm -hmm. You don't have that direct human eye contact anymore. So basically your eye contact is eye contact to the lens, right? Your camera lens. And that's, what's going to make it look as if you're giving proper eye contact. Yeah. Uh, So if you're looking down at your computer, just to see the faces on the screen, it's actually going to look as if you aren't giving proper eye contact. That's right. It's just the illusion of making eye contact, but it does go a long way when you're presenting virtually. But you also have to take into account the pros and cons of the medium that you're using. So because it's a virtual environment, you can now reach out to more people across a broader range of locations. Mm -hmm. And you also get to present differently in terms of how you integrate your technology. So for instance, if you have visuals, 
it's a lot easier to share those visuals now because everybody's watching online. You don't have to worry about setting up a projector. You don't necessarily have to worry about if some people can see it and some people can't. If you're on one certain virtual platform, everybody should be able to see it. So those are some of the pros and the cons that you can, you have to balance out. But I believe that this is a great way to engage with people, especially in this time. Awesome. Awesome. Aaron, where can people get in touch with you? How, how do they find out more about you? Where do you hang out, man? Yeah. Well, I hang, I hang out on social media, just like any millennial. <laughs> okay. So you can reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or YouTube. But if you are interested in contacting me directly, you can reach out at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at speakandbu.com. That's S-P-E-A-K-A-N-D-B-E-Y-O-U.com. Your story makes a difference. Your connection makes a difference. If you have a challenging situation, a story can help. Actually, the right story can help. So what are you doing to catalog your stories? Where are you keeping them? How do you pull, pull on them and recall them? Where, you, where do you take them from? Have a place where you can add your stories and know how to use them in just the right situation. Figure out how you can use your story to navigate your challenges. Learning how to do this will make a difference, guaranteed. Listen, today we had a public speaking world champion. In the next episode, we will have Shea Brown, a champion in the world of sales. And I'm looking forward to that episode. I hope you'll be there with me. Don't forget, leave a rating, a ranking, or a review for the show on any one of our podcast networks, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, leaving a review or a ranking really helps other ears, other people to hear the show and just really support the message of storytelling, of empowerment, of inspiration. And we want that message to go worldwide, right? So make sure that you leave a ranking, rating, or review for the show on any one of the podcast networks. Guess what? Soon we'll be on Alexa. Yeah. All right. Don't forget, you can also send me a message by going to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Robertkennedy, the number three dot com forward slash voicemail. Listen, y'all, I know life ain't easy and you got a lot of stuff, but don't forget your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy, the third, and you've been listening to The RKT Show.